Hi, thank you for tuning into another episode of State of the Arts, a podcast where art forms are embraced and artists are celebrated. I'm Lee, a hostess of Ceremonies, and this is episode 123. My guest this week is a painter, a writer, and a musician, Michael William Stanton. He specializes in portraits and line works, landscapes, and murals. Welcome to my show, Mike. Thank you for joining me. For having me. Wow, you are a jack-of-all-trades, a renaissance man. Uh, how did you get started on your artistic journey? I was very good in English class in school. I was a short story writer, poetry writer, up until I was about 18 or so, and I finished college. When I finished college, I got really into making music, and I saw how much writing could relate to music, songwriting especially, lyric writing, but how there was... A whole different aspect of it which was the music so it was kind of like adding writing to a whole different art form and I got really really into it I started producing my own music and trying to make CDs and all this and eventually I don't want to say I gave up on that but I started to get into visual art because my grandpa was a visual artist he was a painter he did oil painting and um I always thought maybe I would one day do painting or want to draw or something. And when I was 20 years old, so I started very late, I, I tried to draw my first portrait. And ever since then, I just stuck with trying to improve on that portrait. I, I remember finishing it and thinking, wow, this is so bad, but it's so good in a way. I know I could I could um fix this, like I could do it again and I could get it better. And ever since then, I've been just doing it. Realistic portrait, trying to chase that realism for years now, maybe six years until recently, I've been taking a break from realism and doing more of my own like creative thing, line work and all that. You have a website. I took a look at it. It's very impressive. How long did it take for you to build and to add all those pieces onto it? it took me about five years to gather up the paintings or drawings that I liked enough to try to post on my website or my Instagram um, to share it. It's really hard for me to share most of the work I do. I kind of just tuck it away. I don't really like how it looks. I, I pick my favorite ones and I put them out. So I'm almost like a curator in a sense of my own work. And that's how I've been doing it. Whereas a lot of artists I see, it seems like everything they do is really good or they could post it or something or they could sell it. But with me, I just I sit here and I do maybe a drawing or a painting every day, every few days, but I only will pick like one every few weeks that I actually think is good enough to share with people. And you've done murals. How long does it take to do a mural? Um. So the first mural I did, only took me about three days because I was doing it with my friend and he was helping a lot. The second one I did took more like two or three weeks because I think I did a little bit more than he did at this at, on this mural. And it was a slow process and the owner of the restaurant we were doing the mural at really wanted a whole bunch of things changed. So it took almost three weeks. but And then I did... A mural in my friend's room it was a panther that one only took like a day or two so i mean it, it it's totally random how long something takes 
Do you find inspiration from other artists? Do you have certain role models? Yeah, it's funny. Um, if you if you give me like a list of artists, painters, or something like that, visual artists, I probably don't know a lot of them. But um, obviously, I know the big names like uh, Picasso, Matisse. I like them a lot. Um, right now, I'm really into a Japanese artist, Udamaro. I actually bought a print from him. It's coming in the mail tomorrow, and I'm super excited about it. But other than that. Yeah, I will like study the classical art. I'll go to the library and read about them and look at their work and all that. But there's just too much for me to jump into knowing all about this art history and stuff. I, I was never taught it when I was a kid or growing up. So I have to self-teach everything. So it ends up being that a lot of my inspiration comes from current artists online. And a lot of it is Instagram. A lot of artists that I follow on there are like huge inspirations for me. But right now this Japanese art I'm into is just there's nothing like it right now out like no one's doing anything like it so I'm kind of obsessing over it and I have been for the past month so that's that's been fun yes, Japan has very interesting art mm-hmm and yeah it's it's deeply I would just say Zen like they're they're practicing the art of Zen it's not really about drawing or painting it's more about when they lay a paintbrush or a ink brush down onto the paper the whole point is for them to feel pleasure and happiness and flow when they're painting and if if they're thinking about it too much or there's any hiccups or there's any um, hand vibrations or shaking it no longer becomes art and I could just see that the art for them back in 18th century Japan it was about just feeling smooth and pleasure when you're painting and you can see it and you can feel it when you see it. And not, a lot of people don't understand that today. They'll, they'll sit on their, like I did for five years, I would sit on my iPad and draw from reference photos or I would paint from a reference photo that I took. And it doesn't, it doesn't translate into the art that I'm into right now. It's has nothing to do with real life. Um, it, there's a barrier there that it's hard to get past that, but you learn eventually that you have to study life and you can't really rely on these photos. I don't know if anyone ever told you this, but I could see some elements of Monet and Picasso and Matisse in certain works that you have. And I think that's very interesting how you channel some of those old legends in some of your works. Yeah, it's pretty purposeful, um, especially Matisse's uh, line paintings, like his line portraits. If you just look up Matisse line painting, it's pretty much, that's kind of what I do. I'll, um, lately, I've been, well, I've been doing this for a long time. I have a lot of different avenues of how I go about creating a drawing or a painting. But one that I come back to a lot is I'll have like a picture frame. So I'll just have a glass slab, like a sheet of glass. And I'll paint a quick line portrait where it's like there's no thought behind it and there's no like frustration. It's just a quick one. And if I don't like how it looks, I'll just wipe it off the glass and I'll just keep going. And some days I'll do like thousands of them and just keep wiping it and I don't like it. And then some days it'll be the first one and I'll and I'll be like, that's it. That's that's the best one. And I have no idea how that happens. And it's fascinating to me. But I think Matisse understood that. Like, I don't know. 
how I I know that, but I think that's what he was after. And Picasso was definitely after that. He he never he never painted um thinking too hard. He knew that the art was all about flowing and Zen. He he knew. Do you feel you channel Monet as well? Because I thought I saw that in some of your work too. Yeah, um, well, with his impressionism, um, I remember the first time I did a landscape out in nature when I took a canvas out and I did a painting of a lily pond because he would do the lily pond painting. So I wanted to do that. And I just remember thinking, oh, I, I totally understand what impressionism is. And I kind of discovered it by myself. And I was proud of that. I was proud of like understanding what it was and what he was going after. And he was going after the same type of thing that I'm saying with Matisse and Picasso with the line paintings and portraits, but he was just doing it with paint and landscape. Yeah, definitely a big inspiration. But I also get a lot of inspiration from classical work. If I see like older than him, um, Monstead, Peter Mork Monstead. I don't know if he's any earlier than Monet, but I think he might be. He's from a whole different school of painting. He's from a different part of the world. And his some of their realism is just so inspiring because when you see something like Monet, it's not realistic. And then you take a few steps back and it looks like realistic. It looks better than realism, almost in a sense that has more vividness to it. But when you see actual realism, like something that from William Bouguereau, like a, a portrait from Bouguereau, it's so impressive. It's like um, objectively more impressive than impressionism, but impressionism almost is more pleasurable, even though it's not as impressive in the technical sense. There's something to be drawn from both of them, like every time. Do you paint from your imagination or you use subjects also? I started with subjects. I did so many paintings and drawings from photos like a lot of artists start like that like on pinterest or instagram they'll pick they'll take a model reference and a lot of them will just pick the same references because like the nose looks simple to draw in one of them or the lighting is perfect and people recognize that like people are smart about what constitutes a good composition i did that for a very long time almost too long i kind of regret how long I worked from photo references and from other artists' references even. And lately I have been I have been doing a lot from imagination. There's there's definitely um there's definitely like a mix. You can you can do something from imagination, but you're still using a reference or you're you're still looking at a photograph, but you're using your imagination to interpret that. And that's what I think that's what I think you should be doing. I think that's what artists understand what that they have to do at a certain point. They're not trying to pick a photograph of the image. They're not trying to measure it out and put everything in its right place. Their their job is to interpret reality so as to be not better than an image, but but their own interpretation of an image or a scene. And I've been working at that for a long time. There's a lot of um, techniques that I teach myself, especially with the face or the shoulders right now. I'm working on kind of like the neck. I'll just sit there and fill up a notebook with different poses or different um, facial expressions in line 
drawings where it's kind of abstract. But the more I do that, I do a port. I do. I could fill up a whole notebook of just a whole bunch of line portraits. Then when I go and I look at a model or a reference, I remember all of those little poses and all of those little expressions that I had from my imagination. And I kind of try to put them into the reference and make it look like it was done up really quick and bring some life to the bring some life to the um yeah the interpretation of what i'm seeing in the model or the landscape actually i love your amsterdam painting were you actually there no i wasn't but i did uh, go to paris a little bit after that and i did talk to somebody on the plane who was from amsterdam and that's as close as i got <laughs> What's one of your most memorable paintings? I really like my lily lily pad painting from years ago. I, I always think about that as um, in terms of a painting, because a lot of the stuff I do, I wouldn't consider it painting. I would kind of consider it just making art or like collage work or drawing or studying. But um, yeah, the lily pad painting, the Amsterdam painting, I wouldn't consider the Amsterdam painting something memorable, but I do really like it as a study because it was from an image. So I was kind of trying to make it look like the picture. But with the lily pad one a while ago, the lily pond, it was more impressionistic and more interpretive. And um, I don't know, I really like a little line painting that I did last night. I, I like it a lot. And... I'm trying to think, let me think of a third that sticks out to me. Honestly, it's hard for me to to pick something that I that I like that much. I, I kind of critique myself a little too hard. I guess I would just say that Lily Pond one, that was a good experience. That was a good three days out there. I met a few people and they watched me paint it. It has a lot of meaning to me. and. It was a beautiful three days. It was nice out. It was solitary. And I like, I like it surprised myself with that, but it was so long ago, but I still, I don't know. I still like that one a lot. How does your creative process work? It's so randomized. It's always today. I wrote a song. <laughs> then yesterday I wrote a poem. It's like, if I feel that I need to, it, it kind of just well here's what here's the thing when i write which which was the first art form that i was ever really into as since i was a kid and everything i i grew up writing so that's i'm probably the best at writing compared to painting or music but i enjoy painting the most when i write i think of a few um lines in my head like they just they just pop into my head and for some reason a lot of the time i don't think about it like i'm just like oh that that's a cool thing to pop into my head. Like things come into my head all the time and everybody thinks about like words in their head all day. But sometimes I'm like, okay, that's that sounds really good and I have to put that down. I have to write it. So I'll write those few lines down and then the whole poem or the whole short story will come right afterwards in, in like the spur of the moment. That's with writing. There's no real process. It's just something inside of me saying just write this down and it's gonna be fun and it's gonna be worth it um painting like line drawings is kind of similar it's all it's all similar just kind of intuitive honestly 
I don't, I, I just try not to stress about it and I try not to um, worry about it, even though I do stress and worry about it anyway. Like a lot of the times when I start a painting, I'll go to bed and it's like half finished and I'll wake up and have like a little panic to continue because I don't want to mess it up or something. But you just, I just have to learn to not think about it. And that for me is the most challenging part. And I like that. I like it because it's a challenge. So, yeah. What musical instruments do you play? I play the acoustic guitar. I play, well, I know how to play a bit of piano. I like to try to sing, but I I just don't think I could be a great singer. I, but I like to put, put together like vocal melodies, lyrics sometimes, and... um. I, I took drum lessons when I was a kid. So, I mean, I understand how playing instruments works. I wouldn't say I'm so good at composing music or playing any serious music, but um, I mainly play this acoustic guitar here, mainly. And how can people learn more about you? You're on Instagram, you have your own website. What other handles are you on? Yeah, so I have Instagram, which I've used, I use mainly, which has a link to my website. I do have a Reddit account that I share some of my stuff on. I have a TikTok, but both of those are, I don't use them that much. Um, some of my stuff's on there, but mainly it's all on Instagram. And yeah, it's, it's mainly on Instagram. What projects do you have on the horizon that you could let us in on? Give us like a sneak peek. Today is April 5th. For the past three and a half weeks, I would say almost a month, I decided I'm I'm not gonna do realistic art. I'm not gonna do realism or classical painting like portraiture and all that. I'm gonna stick to my line painting and my pleasurable pa painting, my like abstract work until April 5th. And today is April 5th, but I think I'm just gonna keep going with it because it gives me the most it gives me the most happiness and it's just as big of a challenge as realism and though while i appreciate realism on the horizon i do not have any thoughts on doing realism i, w I woke up today just thinking about doing line painting and collage work and just going in my own direction so i see that in the future more of that um more songwriting i don't i don't have any promises about releasing any music or any songs but i do i do actually have a soundcloud um, that's on my website, which you could find on my Instagram. Like if you, if you dig deep, deep enough, you'll find my SoundCloud. It's not that hard to find, but I uploaded so many songs there, so they won't let me upload anymore. So I might, I don't know what I'm going to do with my songs. Like I kind of just keep them to myself. I'll be writing, sharing poems on my Instagram that I like. And yeah, I would say on the horizon, mainly line paintings, poetry I'm sharing on my Instagram even a short story I have written, I might, I might publish that, but... Do you ever listen to your own music while you're painting? Not while I'm painting. I listen to it in the car. But no, I don't listen to it while I'm painting. I listen to other people's music while I'm painting. I actually don't listen to music a lot when I'm painting, but I used to a lot more. Would that be something you would consider doing, listening to your own music while you paint? Um, one time I was writing a song and um painting and then I would go back to the guitar and start writing and then I would paint and 
I always thought, oh, one day I'll probably connect the painting with the songwriting, with the album artwork and all that stuff. But for some reason, keeping everything separate is just been the way I've been doing everything. I never connect my poetry with my art and I never connect my songwriting with my drawing. It's all separate. It's like it's like different friends. Like when I hang out with people, I usually hang out with them one on one. And, it, and there are certain friends where I wouldn't introduce them to each other. Like I wouldn't hang out with this person and then we would all, the three of us would hang out. Like it just wouldn't work. And I think that's kind of odd. Like that's weird behavior on my part that I kind of compartmentalize people, but it's the exact same thing with artwork. Like I wouldn't introduce my songwriting to my painting and I wouldn't put my like poetry with, with my songwriting even, even though I feel like I should. Eventually, maybe I will. Maybe they'll they'll meet up. But yeah, I keep them all separate. Honestly, perhaps you could listen to one of your songs, and that would inspire you to do a painting and dedication to that song. It might happen soon, sooner rather than later. It might happen. Yeah, it's a good idea. Is there anything you would like to say to the listeners? Like anything at all? Deport me. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Go, go look at my stuff and share it. Do you ever do like shows or exhibitions anywhere? Um, I had my paintings at a nursing home gallery. It was some real fancy nursing home in Stamford, Connecticut. They were there for a month. I had 13 of them there. One of them sold and now I have all my paintings back in my other room, my spare room here. Should I should try to do more shows and exhibitions, but I don't I honestly don't do that much. I'm really shy. I don't I don't like to I don't like to promote myself. I don't like to be the center of attention with my art. I, I get really embarrassed. So I mean if somebody wants to come take my paintings and exhibit them for me, I'm totally up for that. But I don't like going out into the world. I don't like sharing myself. It, that's a problem. Like I need to fix that. But um as of as of the past five six years of me painting and drawing I have not exhibited more than that nursing home gallery and that was a good experience but I'll tell you I was so nervous anyway and it wasn't even anything to be nervous about and how many pieces were on display at the nursing home I think 13 or 14 were that's great that's a really good start you know nursing homes are a prestigious place to have art it was nice. It was it was wholesome, and they were really kind to me and everything. Oh, that's great. If you could do one huge project, what would it be? Do you have like a dream project? That you yeah, do? I do. I do. The dream project is an album of my original music. It would be produced, and I might have like a band, and then it would be a CD or a a vinyl LP and there would be a front cover there would be a whole book of art inside of it all the lyrics would be poetry the back cover would be painting after painting there may be a there may be a book um well e either that or it would be a book where I illustrated the book some either it would be an album of music with my art or it would be a book that I wrote or a collection of short stories or poetry with my art because I'm saying, like, I have to merge this stuff eventually. And I already did write a short story and did some artwork for it. But as soon as I finished the short story, I was like, I don't want to share this. I want to keep this to myself. Like, 
it's hard for me to share my stuff, but um, and I did submit a collection of poems to a contest that I'm probably gonna hear back from by like Labor Day or something. I don't know what holiday it was. I don't know. I don't even know when Labor Day is, but oh, um, and that's cool. I, Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Um. I did no artwork for the poetry, but I did for a short story. But yeah, like a big project would be something like that, like a book, a fiction book, a collection of poetry or a collection of music with my artwork all there and physical copies and everything. Right. You could design your own album covers. Right. Or maybe a children's book. I like I, I'm really into Shel Silverstein and his whole career and how he did like the wacky, weird children's illustrations and stories like i'm super into that so maybe something like that awesome i want to thank you so much for coming on state of the arts it was a pleasure having you thank you everyone remember mike william stanton look him up thank you so much lee it's my pleasure and thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of State of the Arts. I encourage all of you to be true to your dreams, stay safe and stay positive. Take care, everyone. Cool. Awesome. <laughs>